Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. My name is George Saroy, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 200 episodes. I am so glad to have you along for this ride. It's been amazing so far, and it's just going to keep getting better. Now, if you are watching this, then that means you are one of our members. And thank you so much for joining the membership platform here on Excelsior Journeys. I am dedicated to giving you some exclusive content so you'll not only get the unedited version of this audio, but you'll also be getting the unedited video and some additional content once the main show is wrapped. So that's just a little bit of what you can expect. Please head over to excelsiorjourneys.captivate.fm for more details. Now, one of the great things that I love about being part of the creative community here in the Midwest is that you get to meet a whole lot of amazing people that are constantly on their own journey of constantly pushing themselves further, getting themselves out there more. And it's just amazing to watch them grow. One of the things that I have noticed quite a bit is a gentleman by the name of Bishop Stevens, who has done quite a few conventions, the same ones that a lot of my other uh, other author friends have been at. And the more I've been keeping Keeping an eye on him, the more I knew that this guy had to be on this show because he is a living embodiment of the Excelsior journey. He is someone who is not satisfied with where he is and then just keeps on pushing himself further and further and further. Just like just like he himself has said, he did not come this far to get this far. And that's exactly what what I've been watching over the past several years, as I've seen Bishop continually grow and grow more in the public eye. And I knew that the, the great thing was about him was that as I was as I was getting to know him more, I got to see more and more of his of his different accomplishments. So when I heard about him get becoming part of the horror comedy, the horrific evil monsters, I was like, OK, now I got to ask him. And then I find <laughs> out about the crime drama lockdown that he's in. I'm like, OK, now I got to ask him. But then I find out more about his other shows, like his other films that are coming out, like Final Summer that he's doing with Tom Matthews, the part six Tommy Jarvis from Friday the 13th. And I was like, now I got to ask him. But then, (laughs) but then he comes out with the news about his starring role in the upcoming film, The Baton Rouge Serial Killer. And I was like, okay, this time I got to ask him. I got to get him on here. And finally... Finally, our worlds were finally able to collide. I have Bishop here himself to tell about his Excelsior journey. It is my pleasure to introduce Bishop Stevens. Bishop, how are you, sir? I'm good, George. How are you doing? Thanks for I having am, me. Thank you for thank you for, for being here. Wait, like wait, I wait, said, wait, look, look. I want everybody, I want everybody to see George, you talk so much good stuff, you got a black man blushing. Look at that. Oh, look at, look that. at that. Black man blushing. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's hard I love to it. Do now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before, <laughs> I hey, I you know, it's my pleasure, man. I have been like just keeping an eye on you for so for quite a few years, and I knew that at some point I'm just like he's gonna be on this show. Even when I was just starting it up, I was just like, he's the perfect person to have on this show. And then, and then even more so. And then all of a sudden, I hear that you know he's got a couple of action figures based on based on characters that he's played. It was like, all right, now I got to get him on here. So the the really fun thing is that for all of you who are taking part in the exclusive content that I'm offering at the end of this show, you'll be seeing some video. And one of the things you'll be seeing are the action figures themselves. So I am just really right. excited. I'm just excited for this whole thing. I think this is going to be a blast. <laughs> Remember what I told you, brother. I know you're excited. Hands are above Let's the screen. Hands, hands are above, above here. Right. <laughs> we don't want nobody thinking the wrong oh, thing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm blessing, but, but hey, there's a limit. There's a hey, limit. Now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but, but 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 real talk, man. But real talk. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you following my journey. I appreciate everybody that keeps track of what I do. And yeah, I've been I've been blessed so far. And there's a lot of good things that have already happened. And then there's a lot of great things that are that are coming. So, yep. so yeah, we're good exactly. And the great and the great thing is is that this is not just you're, you're not just you know going through on hype. You know, you got the, you definitely have the talent to back it up. You wouldn't have gotten these these additional opportunities if that didn't happen. You know, it's just like what, to quote quote the great Winston Zedmore, you got the tools, we got the talent. So there you go. Right. Well, you you know, you got the tools, you got the talent. The only thing you got to do now is make the opportunity. Yes. Yes. You got the tools, you got the talent, but a lot of people don't go out and make the opportunities. Yeah. Too many people. Too many people just don't know what's going on, and th- which right. is why this show exists. You know, it's it exists to put the spotlight on those that are that are making it happen, and yes. and to celebrate that. So, but one big thing we really got to celebrate: you got a starring role coming up in the Baton Rouge serial killer. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, that's that that's so for all you true crime fans out there. And now, first of all, I want to make it clear: true crime is a huge huge market oh yeah in fact a lot of people don't know a lot of people think horror films are the biggest market they're not it's not it's just the easiest Mm -hmm. okay but true crime actually is a true crime film will almost always outdo a horror movie Mm -hmm. almost always yeah they have it's kind of like wrestling fans true crime has a lot of closet fans Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they oh, yeah. they will either go to it and you know they they really they'll keep it to themselves because they don't want people thinking they're weird. You know, like wrestling fans will will, will watch it in their living rooms on Monday nights, but then they won't. They may not. They probably won't go to work the next day in a three piece suit and talk about it. Right. Right. Okay. True. 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 Crime is the same. A lot of housewives and mothers they don't want you to think that they're weird. Because while their kids at school, they're watching investigate an ID, you know, at, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the day, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But oh, man, yeah. we found out. Oh man, we found out that how big a market it was, and then we, after the Jeffrey Dahmer, the stuff on Netflix, mm-hmm. and we started talking about, Af- is there such thing as an African American serial killer? Mm. And EJ Hammond. She is a 
serial killer, investigator, and historian. And, you know, I actually, I actually hit her up on Facebook and I said, you know, a black man can never get away with all this. And I swear, she called me. She called me on Facebook. La- I mean, she was laughing so hard. <laughs> and I was like, what was funny? And she said, and she just gave me all these names. 36 to 40% of, the, of, of serial killers in America are African-American. No, no kidding. Wow. And no wow. Clue. Wow. And many of them are considered as some of the most horrendous serial killers. Oof. So, you know, you sit and you try to figure out how come nobody really knows about, you know, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmers, you know, the, you know, you know, the, the Ted Bundy's, you know, the, you know, Richard Rodriguez, you know, all yeah. these guys, but, you know, but you don't know the Derek Todd Lees, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know the guys, you know, you don't know the guy who killed 26 kids. Ooh. You know, you don't know the guy, you know, the guy who's, who's been known and proven to have killed over 100 women. Wow. You know, 100. I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to give them hype right now. Yeah, but, no, no, no. You know, Absolutely Derek not. Todd yeah. Lee, I can't. Yeah, Derek Todd Lee, I will say because that's the one I'm playing. Right. So, yeah, we, uh, now me and EJ sat down and we decided to do some investigating on the case. Mm-hmm. And Derek Todd Lee was a serial killer in southern Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He is known to have killed seven in a 10-year period. Wow. He is suspected of 14 in really? a 10-year period. Yeah. So, and, there, and there's a whole bunch to it. This whole story, when you guys see this movie, we are concentrating on the murders. Yeah. We're concentrating on the killers. This guy was good-looking. You know, he was a nice-sized guy, mm-hmm. very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He did not fit any. He was married with a girlfriend, very outgoing. Mm. He had no trouble meeting and getting women. It's just he just hated women. Wow. He didn't have any particular. You know how most mo- most criminals have what they call a motive, mo- motive operandi? Yeah, the modus operandi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He did not. He went out 20-year-old up to 61-year-old. White, black. Hispanic, didn't care. Wow. Long as you were a female. But what we did figure out is his targets became women he could not get. Mm. Or women who showed some type of authority at him or to him. Ooh. That's that that's what we figured. That's what we it's have the figured. challenge almost. The, like. challenge. the yeah. challenge. You know, even though he could go to almost any bar, he drove yeah. a little gold sports car. You know, mm-hmm. he drew, you know, he could go to almost any bar, pick up some, you know, pick up some woman. But no, he went after the ones who, who either yelled at him, spoke back to him, had no interest in him, called him a, a you know, a, 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 a jerk, things to that sort. And, and one, that made him fix on these women. And uh, yeah, he, and the way he did, like I said, the way he killed people, he was basically everything from a computer cord. The woman's own cell phone, or phone, not yeah. cell phone, phone. Yeah. A, a, a tree branch in a cemetery. Wow. To, to stabbing one woman 81 times with a flathead screwdriver. Oh, with a flathead. Eesh. Think about that. Oh. A flat. Do you remember when we were kids and we used to joke about the butter knives? 
Yeah. Make yeah. that joke. I'll stab mm-hmm. you with a butter knife. Yeah. That's along that line. That, that's along. I'll stab you with a flathead screwdriver. It's a joke to my. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever tell me that again? I'm going I'm to back away because I'm going to be like, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah. This is like, we're away. good. We're good. I'm backing yeah. away. You know? <laughs> but some, somebody pull a flathead screwdriver, I'm backing away. But because now I know, yeah, you, you, you know, you can. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. He was, it was crazy. But, you know, when me and AJ, when me and AJ, like I said, she wrote the, she did the investigating work, investigative work. Mm-hmm. And she did the, you know, she pretty much kept us as much on the straight and narrow as we could. Yeah. But we also wanted this to be the Hollywood type horror, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. For instance, the Netflix Dahmer, true, true crime fans are giving it a hard, little bit of a hard time, but mm-hmm. they have to remember, you know, you got to add your Hollywood touch for your horror fans. Of course. Yeah. You got to, you got to add that. And, you know, so she wrote the factual stuff that she can investigate and find. And I wrote the more Hollywood twists. Mm. I added the Hollywood twist to it and, and it just mailed it together. Everybody who's read this script has just, you know, flipped out about it. So yeah, we are, we are knocking it out and we've already got some major interest for when the film is done, we're yeah. not going to do that thing where you pay us because we want to, we want to hold ownership. Oh, nice. And because if we're not getting, when you do that, there is no bartering. There, 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 is, there is no bidding. There is no, you just, right. okay, you gave me money. Here's your thing. Yeah. But what I've learned is sometimes those deals in Hollywood are not always the best deals. In mm-hmm. fact, you end up a lot of, if you know, even on Facebook, you know, you look it up. There's a lot of rooms and groups where they talk about filmmakers being screwed over by distri- mm-hmm. by the distribution deals. Yeah. So no, we're not we're not going to do that. We are going to get the film made, get it done. Then we're going to have people. Then then we're going to make them make. I mean, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, AMC with mm-hmm. their investigative stuff, HBO yeah. Max. All of them are doing serial killer type stuff now, mm-hmm. especially Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, yeah, because I mean the the and also since you're you're talking on a podcast right now, mm-hmm. that's the true crime is the top genre exactly in, in podcasts. It's not being touched. So exactly. I mean, everyone is just go, is going after it, and everyone yep. is looking for their own kind of angle to it. And so, I mean, I was thrilled when we added our own true crime show, Haunted Mayhem, to the Once Upon a Podcast Network. And we got another one, Nisus, which Mm -hmm. with our co-founders, Stacey Rourke and Sandra Shear for Zachary, because what they do is really awesome because, like, they look at different movies and they investigate the true story behind them. Cool. So, yeah, and, and stuff that I didn't even know. I didn't know that Scream had elements of a true story in there. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, it's, it's wild, you know, so you, you definitely pick the right genre to step into at this point. Like this. Well, and and it's the first of its kind. Not only not, not only that, but it's the first of its kind. There's never been an African America, um, African American true crime serial killer movie. Right. When I say that to some people, they jump on Morgan Freeman's along came a spider. I'm like, you do understand that's based on a book. Right. That's a character yeah. in a book. That's not a true person. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So this, this is the first one being done that's a true person. And again, you know, so we do have to let people know it's not a documentary. It's a biopic. Yeah. There's a biopic. There's a difference. That's right. There's a big based, difference. Yeah. Biopics are based on true events. Yep. Documentaries are true events. The true events. Yeah. Because okay. that's yeah. when you have like, you know, what what you've been what you've been investigating, what you've been, you know, yep. creating yep. and everything. That right there, like that is that's disc two exactly. on Blu-ray. Exactly. You know, that's gonna yeah. be oh, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. Because like because because you're gonna create not only this, not only this this movie, not only this film and everything, but you also have all of the ancillary materials that can go with it. And yep. so you have all of that stuff going on. And then well, you he, have, yeah. you know, EJ that's get is even more planning, attention. Yeah, EJ is planning on actually because EJ is one of the writers for the new Ted Bundy book that's out. Ted, oh, wow. Ted Bundy mem- mem- memoirs of a beat of the beast. Oof. It's on Amazon right now. So yeah. she is going to do a book that will a book a a book about Derek Todd Lee to go with the film. Smart. You yeah. come out and, and, and go with the film. Great. He didn't do a lot. There, there's there's so much that I could say, but I'm not going to because I don't want to give somebody the idea of trying to jump in and get the, throw something yeah. together before. But uh, yeah, it's 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 we we pretty much have a good outline of what we're of what we're putting together. And while we're doing this, I have several other movies that are coming out. So we we are constantly raising the bar for the mm-hmm. film. Yeah, we're constantly raising the interest. We're constantly raising, you know, as you know, like I said, I got two or three movies that are coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. As they come out. My levels go up, the movie levels are going up, mm-hmm. you know, and we're talking, talk, so, and then like I said, being on podcasts like yours, you know, being here talking about it, that the true crime genre is all over the place. So, you know, we're looking, we're looking for big things with this film. Oh man, I'm, I'm so excited for you, man. And so, <laughs> and then you have, and you're also, you also got like a big stake in it. It's not just you as the lead, but you're right. also a producer on this, correct? Yes. Yes. Producer well, I mean, like, like, like co-writer, most, right? Yeah. Well, co-writer, star, mm-hmm. and like most actors, like, you know, like, like The Rock. Yeah. Everybody says, you know, The Rock makes $10 million a movie, but they don't actually give him $10 million. Right. You know, they take, you know, his bill of maybe $10 million, and he takes $5 million and puts it back into the film. Yeah. And then becomes an executive producer. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah, I am, you know, putting part of a large chunk of what I would normally make yeah. back into the film, you know, to help get it done. Cause like I said, you know, you know, we, you know, we have, like I said, we, we, I'm not going to say who, but we have gotten major interest and you know that I'm in films on mm-hmm. Hulu. I'm yeah. in films on Netflix. I'm yep. in films on Amazon. I can't say who, but I can say, go look at, you know, girl on the third floor, mm-hmm. shutter. If you think, sh- damn it. <laughs> Damn it! Everybody knows Shutter is the huge horror. It's like Netflix of horror films. Oh yeah, and I'm in one of the top films on Shutter, Revealer. Yeah, you know we're, we're you know I started. I'm one of the stars of Revealer, and if you think that I couldn't get to any of those three, four people streaming services I just named, mm-hmm. you are sadly mistaken. That's right. And I and would like, I would not be the one to doubt you. 
you know, I would not be the one to doubt you. You know, and, and when and when it got out, I mean, some of them, like I said, some of them follow me on Facebook. Certain people who work, you know, for their little branches are on Facebook or whatever. You know, we all it's networking. We all do that. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, when we put that out there, man, they started. I started getting messages from them. What is yeah. this? What are you doing? Blah blah right. blah blah blah. You know, but like I said, as long as we own it when it's done, mm-hmm. and we can take it to the American film market, or go ahead and let them bid for it. Yeah. As long as we, well, what somebody told me, as long as you do it right, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Yep. That's it. All we got to yep. do is do it right. Great mm-hmm. cameras, great sound, do it right. The yeah. story itself is sold already. Just, yeah. just like you, mm-hmm. just like how you just acted. The story mm-hmm. itself is already sold. Exactly. You know, as now soon as we a, tell somebody, that's all about the execution. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's so funny because, People been asking me if I'm talking too much. Cut me off. No, oh, no, keep going. <laughs> keep going. That's good. <laughs> People have been asking me about blowback. Yeah, am I worried about blowback? And I'm like, why? Why would I worry about blowback? Mm-hmm. First of all, this is the truth. This is something that did happen. Yeah, this is a real person. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two. When is the when in the world has this type of have blowback on a film been bad advertising? What well, they say, there's no such thing as bad bad bad, bad publicity. Yeah, there's no yeah. such thing as that. Yeah. Okay. And number three, and most important, this is one of this is one of the movies where white people will go watch the movie because they're going to go a black serial killer, and then black mm-hmm. people are going to go watch the movie and go a black serial killer. No, <laughs> you know, so so everybody's gonna go see the movie for the same reason, just right. different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some are gonna go because they don't believe it. Some are gonna go because they would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. You know. Yeah. So so yeah, it, it, it's a the story itself is a win win. Yeah. You know. So we just you know. So like I said, I, controlling ownership of it right now is very was very important to us. To me and EJ at this time, yeah. instead of just letting somebody give us a couple hundred thousand dollars, we make the movie, and then they make several million. They make millions off of it. Right. I mean that Dahmer guy, that Dahmer story. Mm-hmm. Oh gee, there yeah. he died, but they're getting ready to do another one. Mm-hmm. Okay, he died yeah. in the first eight. <laughs> he died. He's apparently back by popular demand. Like what? Can I, what can you do? That, <laughs> that tell you right there how big. That tells you how do you bring back a character and do it when the guy's already has died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. And we know and anybody who follows anything knows Netflix has already ordered three three more serial killer mm-hmm. films. Right. So right. they've already so, ordered three more serial killer films to go for their library. Mm-hmm. Hulu Hulu is actually funding and doing two or three. My understanding. Oh. And Cinemax, I mean, you know Max, you know, HBO took over Cinemax now, so now they just call them mm-hmm. the Max. So, yep. you know, you know they're blowing up with stuff. Yep. You know, so. And then and then with Max, you have, you know, now that they've, that's also absorbed Discovery Plus. Yes. So yes. now you have, you know, like all the extra goodies from, from there that yep. is that's gonna that's gonna want you know, like some behind the scenes stories and everything yep. you know, sort of like you know 
you know, mysteries of the unknown or whatever, you know, like, you know, things like that, you know, bring mm-hmm. like bringing in like that sort of true crime element. So yep. you have, so places like Max, you know, they, they would, they would definitely go for it because you can go ahead and use the Max, you know, go, go to, mm-hmm. you know, go to Max, watch the movie. And then if you want to know more about the movie, just go to one of the other channels on yep. Max yep. and then flip well, over there and boom, there you go. You start watching it. You stay on Max. You know, they're doing this. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing with Hulu. You can do the same thing with Netflix. Yep. It's all about using the platforms to their most potential. And, and so many, and so many of those it. platforms are letting them let it in actually come out in movie theaters for two weeks yep. and then go into their platforms yeah. to, to, to bring you over. So, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I, I think we're following the best market plan for this type of film, mm-hmm. knowing that people are going to want to go to the movie theaters and see it. And then the closet, true crime, serial yep. killer people are going to be at home at night on whatever service. Mm-hmm. Want, watch and waiting for it to come on so that they can watch it. Exactly. You know? And remember, exactly. if we take out the foul words and some of the, you know, and they can cut out certain things, you're still talking, even on the low end, you're talking about lifetime, mm-hmm. investigating, not ID, all those who do these type, who, who all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of might have to dumb it down a little bit, but yeah. you know, you'll get the same point. But, you know, like, I mean, knowing, knowing what I know from, from, you know, from how you've been operating, you got, you know, you shoot high first. I always then, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You're right. <laughs> 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 you, you really been stalking me here, brother. <laughs> hey, on, hands are up we, here. Hands are up might, here, man. <laughs> we might have to do a movie about shooting. <laughs> no, no, I, but no, but I do. I, I, I do believe that I've done other, other interviews and I tell people all the time, you know, there's never a top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. If there's a top of the ladder to you, get off that ladder and get on the next one, you know, start climbing that ladder. And as long as when I see a top, it's time to move on. It's time to move to the next one. You know, I, I went that. from my first couple of years in this business. I was a featured extra mm-hmm. on shows like, you know, I've, you know, I've been on, you know, Chicago PD, the walking dead empire yeah. USA yep. stuff. But you know, the, my, the next year I said, I wanted to get a speaking role. Yeah, and I said I wanted to be in independent movies as a star in independent movies, and I wanted to move up to do some Hollywood movies and and work with some big star. Man, my mm-hmm. my face, my my website, bishopstevens.com. I got so many stars on there. I got a game. Go on yep. there and try to tell me who that who I'm with, mm-hmm. who I'm working with. I and I turned it, it into yeah. a game, you know. But yeah, we. But like I said, you look at like you know The Rock, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Vin Diesel. All, I mean, all the way back to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. You know, these guys, you know, you write, and now you hit that different level where you want to write it, you want to make it, you want to star in it. Yeah. And you all know? those guys, they they re- they were able to get up to that next level by yes. creating those opportunities. Exactly. You know, exactly. The, you know, when, you know, like when the, you know, The Rock was simply Rocky Maivia, you know, he gets injured and everything. He comes back from he comes back from 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 the injury. Mm-hmm. He turns heel and he asks Vince McMahon, "All I need is about ninety seconds on the mic." Yep. And yep. he and he does that die Rocky die promo. That's right. And That's all right. of a sudden, it was just like, oh, now we see what you know, like where where this turn is going. And then mm-hmm. another promo where he does with Steve Austin, and he renames himself The Rock. 
then all of a sudden like, okay, now we're going over here now. And then right. just, and then there was just no stopping the man. So, you know, I, you know to, to the point now you can say there's a lot of people right now who are really, really mad at the rock at Dwayne Johnson about, you know, they say he's ruined DC or whatever else. But the point is, look at what, like what you just said. Mm-hmm. We're not really talking about that long ago. Right. But yeah. look what he, he keeps. He is he has built his ladder so high. He has the power to basically mold DC. Yeah. But even that, it was that just he like. He grew up on. He yeah. grew up on DC. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, something he grew up on. In a 10, 15 year period, he's made, he's got to the point where he can mold it mm-hmm. the way he wants. And the only person, I mean, if it wasn't for James Gunn, he probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what would have, what would have happened with it? DC is such a tumultuous brand yeah. right now. Anyway, you know, I yeah. mean, like it's, it's so like, it's so out there, but at the same time, I mean, like that's fitting because it's exactly what the comic, the comic is. The yeah. comic is constantly moving. The comic is con- constantly tumultuous. The main right. constant with DC is the characters. And the yeah. characters, yeah. it's all about molding the characters however you want them to be. But yeah. when you're done with them, you hand them off to someone else and they snap right back into place. You know, like that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the way it's been. You know, like everyone's been, you know, looking at, at Adam West, you know, like as Batman. And then all of a sudden he gets molded around and all of a sudden Michael Keaton is playing is, is Batman. And that's then, right. and then it gets passed off to Val Kilmer. Then it gets passed off to George Clooney, then to Christian Bale, then to Ben Affleck. And it always snaps back into place. You're always yep. going to recognize those characters. Yeah, you, know, you just like the Joker. You know, you got Cesar Romero, then you got Jack Nicholson, and then yep. you got and then you got Heath Ledger, and then you got Jared Leto, and and but they're and Joaquin Phoenix. They're all playing the same characters, and that to me, right. it sounds like from what I see, that's what they're leaning into with DC, and it's just like they're focusing on the characters, which is what they always should be doing. And yeah. Yeah. while Marvel is just like doing its own thing with the constant, constantly running universe the constant you know right, universe right, you know, right. so so they i think at one point dc is going you know like we've seen it we've already seen you know like really big flashes of brilliance that dc has already made over the years yeah. and they will figure out what exactly it is that they want to do next oh yeah oh yeah so, i mean well, well i'm well, excited like, whatever yeah, well, in well, whatever way yeah well well like you said no matter how you want to put it Standalone movies, whether you're DC or Marvel, are still mm-hmm. the big money maker. The Avengers was great, but Iron Man, Hawk, Captain mm-hmm. America, standalone movies for Marvel have always done real good. They just like to bring everybody together. Yeah. DC, on the other hand, is trying to build their standalone characters. And you're right, at some point in time, there's going to be an ultimate Justice League. Yeah. There's going yeah. not just a Justice League with the four or five. There's going right. to be an ultimate Justice League mm-hmm. after they build all these other characters. DC still has so many characters. Hawkman, they still got so many characters they have not built up yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, oh my and god. They're, and they're constant. And there's constantly different types of eras that they're that they're working mm-hmm. with that yep. they can yep. go ahead and explore. There's a lot. There's decades worth of of territory that they still have to mine. Exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm excited. Whatever whatever they got going. I'm I'm excited for it. 
And I'm glad that they've always referred to it as the DC extended universe because right, right. that universe goes all the way back to 1978. And Wait a minute! How the hell did we start talking about DC and Marvel? We still talking about me. Well, we talked about, about the Rock. <laughs> talk about the Rock there. Okay, yeah, we, we got on the. <laughs> but you know, like, but as as All to bring right. that in, and also you know, bringing Affleck over into this, you know, like Affleck and Matt Damon, you yeah, know, they were yeah. working, you know, they were doing their own thing. They were slowly getting some recognition. You know, Affleck did you know did great with chasing Amy and 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 you know like and working with kevin smith and everything and that was that was terrific but then all of a sudden he and matt write goodwill hunting right and boom all of a sudden affleck's in armageddon and yep. you know matt yep. damon is in talented mr ripley and just like all you know like just huge all of a sudden wait wait wait, you know? wait. now do you see what i did what i'm doing yep i know exactly what I'm you're doing. doing yeah that's that's before create before opportunities and the, the movies that 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 your name and it shot these people up to I mean Vin Diesel who really knew who Vin Diesel was before his stuff mm-hmm. I mean we knew we we knew him from 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 Riddick yeah we knew Pitch him from Black. Riddick yeah but his stuff he blew up with his stuff mm-hmm. Fast and Furious is his yeah you know and that blew him up yeah. So sometimes, just like what happened with some Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester that Stallone, is, Rocky, the king of them all, the king the, of them the, all, right the, there. Almost every studio wanted Rocky. Yep. But he wouldn't sell it unless he starred in it. Yep. And then they gave him the tiniest budget possible, and basically just gave him any excuse. You know, like gave mm-hmm. basically let them say that you know, like any reason that we right. have to kick you off, we will yep. do it. And yep. and he just gave them no reason. That's no reason. John Avildsen, God bless him, gave him no reason. And mm-hmm. and there it is. You know, like there's that to me is just like that was the ultimate. That if you want to look yep. at anyone creating their opportunities, that's it. You know, that's it doesn't it. get any better than Stallone yeah. right there. You know, I've had so many people say, you know, why don't you come on out to L.A.? Why don't you come on out to Hollywood? Blah blah. And I, you know, I tell them, I said, you don't follow history too well because mm-hmm. if you really follow history. The guys who not only made it but made that jump, big time, Clint Eastwood, John, you know, a lot, a lot of our super, John, a lot of those, they made those jumps big time because they were in control of something that went big. I mean, the mm-hmm. only movie that's ever been big where the control, we don't know what happened, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that's the only one that that, that did so good, so big, but we have no clue what happened to those people. Right. That's the yeah. only one. Yeah, Other they than- were going to do Blair Witch Two, but then they decided they wanted to do something else. But then, whatever that something else was, right, never happened. Know. Never really manifested. We don't know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the whole point is, you know, I've I've reached the top of the ladder that I had planned to reach, mm-hmm. and now I've jumped over to the other ladder. And instead of no, I'm not going to wait and audition for people or do this for people. Or ju- I'm not going to jump through your hoops. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to write something. That's going to be badass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write it with someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And I'm a star in it. And mm-hmm. then when it comes out, then, you know, now, now you're knocking on my door, which they yeah. already. I mean, they were doing that anyway, but not the way I wanted them to. Right. I'll right. That way. Not the way I wanted so, them to. So one thing I'm really curious about is, you know, like with all of this drive and everything that you're, that you're moving forward, what was the catalyst that really wanted to, 
push you in that direction anyway in the first place what was it about the entertainment the entertainment industry itself that just made you say like oh i gotta be a part of that i will be a part (laughs) of that (laughs) oh man i've i've I've, to be honest you know anybody that knows me you go Mm -hmm. but you know you you go back and find people who knew me like 20 years ago 25 years ago i've always been that type of person yeah my wrestling career people would always come to me and go you're 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 out of you're out of the Midwest in St. Louis. You know you know you you know you you're not gonna make it. You know nobody makes it big. I'm like, do you not know how many celebrities have come out of St. Louis? It's like Harley Race. <laughs> yeah, you know Harley Race himself. <laughs> like, come on, I mean, <laughs> wrestling. Andy Orton. Chase, yeah. <laughs> wrestling at the Chase made yeah. half the people you love. Mm-hmm. You know. Wrestling at the Chase made the Von Erichs. Wrestling at the Chase made, you know, Jerry the King Law. Sure, he was king mm-hmm. of Memphis and all that stuff, but all those guys flocked to wrestling at the Chase to get their TV, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to get that, whether they were coming from, from way up north or, or way down south. Yep. And, you know, so when somebody tells told me, oh, well, you know, you won't really get, you won't do that because of where you're, you know what, let, let me show you something. Mm-hmm. You know, let me let, let me show you who I know. Let, let me show you how I can hustle. Yeah. And uh, Harley was like, "Okay, dog, come on. Okay, dog, come on over here. We're gonna we're gonna take you up here. We're gonna do." This. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay." And uh, you know, he made me his first. You know, I was his first heavyweight champion for 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 WLW, mm-hmm. and uh, picked up by a by, by a satellite company for a WWE Power Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling. Yeah, got picked up there and. We just and at the time they were the they were they were one of the WWF's training centers. Like they was a satellite. Oh, okay, yeah. So and Jim Cornette was there. Oh, nice. and that was my homie. Jim was my homie right there, mm-hmm. boy. And you know, Jim got me over to Ohio Valley. You know, next oh, thing I know, man. I'm wearing title belts. And you know, somebody says, "Have you ever were you ever a WWF champion?" Well, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Mm-hmm. For their training center, yes. For them, yep. and, you know, but hey, <laughs> you know, so. Hey, uh, you wore a title that was, I re- wore a that was title repre- and- representing a company that is involved, that's affiliated with WWE. There you go. That's it. That's yeah. it. And I, you know, and, and then, uh, so then I got, then Jim was trying hard to get me on up, on up. But within that time, I got snatched. I got a phone call from Terry Taylor. Oh, okay. For WCW. WCW, yeah. So I took, you know, I took the deal with WCW and and went there. So anybody who knows me will will, will say if you tell him he can't do something, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to do it for spite. Yeah. I'm going to do it just <laughs> I am I am I'm that type of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate so, some people say it's a bad trick, but you tell me I can't do something and I and I if I want to do it, yeah, I'm gonna do it for spite, just so I, I can it. come back to you and say, "Now, what was that you said? Mm-hmm. Tell me again." There was yep. nothing better than for me to come back home to all those people after being on Monday Nitro or, or WCW Saturday Night, yeah. or, and then and then when they got bought by when when Vince them bought them, you know, oh, mm-hmm. and, oh, what was that uh, that uh, that show that be, be behind closed doors with with Joan London? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was you know. I was one of, if you watch that, I was like royally featured on that. Nice. It wasn't nothing better to come home than to come home and say, what was that you said? Mm-hmm. What was that you said? Right. You know, and then when, you know, you talk about W, you know, when WWL bought WCW, guess yep. what? 
I'm still under contract, which means now I'm under contract with W. They own all of yeah. our contracts now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, huh, you know, then I go get hurt. Mm. Then I go and get hurt, you know, yeah. and that just ruined everything. But, you know. Well, it, sh- it closed that door. It closed I that wouldn't door. Say, it, I wouldn't say it ruined everything. It closed true. that door. True. Yeah. That is true. I didn't even want to be an actor yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I, you know what I ended up doing? I opened a string three fitness centers. Really? And I did this. I did a workout DVD that really we sold thousands of these. Nice. Because they were based on, and we actually won two awards. Oh. For the DVD. Awesome. We actually won two awards for it because they were based on wrestling, pro wrestling that, that workouts. Because yeah. regardless of what you people think, pro wrestlers are not in the gym benching 500 pounds every time they work out or curling mm-hmm. 200 pounds. If they did that and then went and did a match, they hurt themselves. Right. You know, so, so, so no, I'm not going to say we're not strong guys, but right. you can't work out like that and then go do matches four, four nights a week. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. So these workouts, and both, most of them were based on toning and tightening and cardio and stuff like that. You know, your cardio for the ring and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, I had a good, it was going so good that we ended up doing an infomercial. Nice. And late night infomercial in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And somebody saw it. So that that means they were watching it between twelve and four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow! You know, and then hey, contact- people keep weird hours. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. You know, and then they contacted me and asked me, you know, what I like to be, what I like to get into the movie business. Yeah, you know, and sure enough, somebody I had somebody tell me if you get in the movie business, you probably won't make it. Nobody oh. out of St. Louis. I'm like, let's see, John Goodman, Vincent John Hamm. Uh, Brown, I mean, that's a, that's a whole, what are you talking about? Right. What are you talking about? You can't become a star of St. Louis. Tell you what, let me, let me, let me, let me see about this. You know, mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm on Empire. Yep. Became the number one show in the nation. Mm-hmm. Chicago PD, the walking, you know, spots on, you know, it was like, now what was that you were saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend it. to do, I tend to do that to people. I do, I, I tend to do that to people. Yeah. So, but yeah, this, yeah, we've had a, it's coming, everything's coming together and everything's coming, but, but so my catalyst is always naysayer. And if you ever know, like you said, you follow my post, you should follow some of the things I say, my mm-hmm. Wednesday words of wisdom, naysayers are my, I, every, every post I do on my Wednesday's words of wisdom is not a naysayer, but it is about an, about naysayers. It's mm-hmm. always about keeping that drive going. It's always about don't listen to people's. It's always about believing in yourself. It's always about there's no one stopping you but you. Yeah. There's always my posts are all my Wednesday words of wisdom are always based on that in some matter, way, shape, or form. Yeah. You yeah. know. So so yeah. You know. Now we got final summer comes out in a few. You know, supposedly in in, in a month or so, and we've we've already got a part. They're already starting a part two for that. Mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah, they're they're already got like pre-production going on with that. Yep. Like they're, yep. they're they're working on the script, right? Yep. Yep. 
And uh, if you follow AMC, like if you go to amctheaters.com mm-hmm. and you go to search, you type in Final Summer, our p- a page pops up on us. Nice. So I, there ain't too many other films that I can type in Final that I know, you know, and, and it pops up on their on, on AMC's, you know, website (laughs) so evidently there's something going on i don't know what but there's something going on oh it's fabulous we just got word the bloodthirst will be dropped in october Mm -hmm. Um, and that's you know i star in that with costas mandalore robert Mm -hmm. lasorto and tara reed nice you know so and then we're hoping by the end of the year trick and treats will be released Mm -hmm. and that one is you know, I mean, Malcolm McDowell, Gary yeah. Busey, you know. Yeah. So re- remember when I said about my climbing that ladder? You just keep on and climbing. My thing, and my thing was to, you know, be that star. Now, now be, you know, first you're down here, then you're here, now you're here. Mm-hmm. There's more to that ladder, though. Just keep on. Yeah. Now, now the next keep one on is. Going. <laughs> now, here, you know, so you know, so when it comes to working with stars, you know, you want to work yourself up to, to be able, you know, to, to be able to show you can hold your own, and then right. that's how you show that you can. Hey, I can, I, I can hold my own. I, you know, I don't need another name celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, next, you know, I, I can do this. Yeah, you know, and this movie is going. You know, you know, you know, the Bandaroo serial killer is definitely going to show that. Oh yeah. You know, it's going to show that it might not be my mama might not want to watch it, (laughs) (laughs) but everybody else will. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now where can, now where can my listeners find you on social media? Website is Mm bishopstevens.com on social media. We got a Facebook Bishop Stevens, Instagram bishops, four one one, Twitter bishops four one one basically yeah I think I think even on Facebook if you go bishops four one one it jumps on there too but nice I think Facebook you can just type in so many people find me on Facebook you just go Bishop Stevens and that pops up and the first one that pops up you know and and Google you know if you Google me there's three four five pages of stuff that pops up you know. I got it like that a little bit, I guess. There you go. <laughs> I got this what's going on. You know? That's what it's all. That's what it's all about. And just like what Bishop said, if you have reached the top of your ladder, then by all means, grab another ladder and just keep on climbing because that is what this whole journey of life. That's what the, that's what the Excelsior journeys are all about. You grab that next ladder, you keep on climbing, you reach, you reach the top of one thing, you move all over to the next thing. You conquer, you conquer, you conquer, you keep on feeding that passion, feeding those vibes, feed, you know, getting yourself in better position to succeed then better position. And then more and more, you do not stop. I love this message. I hope that all of you are hearing it and grabbing it and running with it as well. And we are going to continue this conversation in our exclusive content, which will be coming up in just a few seconds. So for Bishop Stevens, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, never upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. 
please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. 